Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Hey there, onesies. It's the show that promised you nothing, so we won't disappoint you. The audience of one show right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5, as well as IRLoneStar.com and wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Andrew, sitting alongside the guy who clicks on everything in 4chan, Dick Shizzler. Uh, yes, I do click on everything. 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 Uh, 4chan, bring it on. More clicks, the well, more better. It, it's more about, you know, what does that wise person it's scatter say? Scatter shooting, man. Scatter shooting. No, it's like experiences define who you'll be. Well, sure. Well, I go on 4chan and experience as much as possible. <laughs> there you go. You made it this far, right? I can't believe that website exists. That's great. I, you, well, know what, you know what it reminds me? Okay, if people don't know what 4chan is. It's a website that's terrible that has like... Anything you like, the most horrible, horrific things in the world. Uh, but it got me thinking. I go, what did people like this do before the internet? Yeah, right. I mean, because there's got to be evidence of like horrific stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they were probably exchanging things in was, PO was boxes. It, what was that thing? Newspaper like faces of death. Stuff. Wasn't yeah. that like a VHS, like legit? You, it was. It was something you kind of found in the corner of yeah. uh, Blockbuster. You go in the back and like, oh, faces of death. Like, that's a real video. Mom and dad don't want me to look at this. But that was just um, like horrific pictures of crime scenes and I car know, accidents. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Things, like, right? like you, that was the precursor. Typically, that kind of information isn't just like readily available on Facebook or something. Like, you can't just post a picture of some dude getting shot in the face. You wouldn't think. But so, like, the, but that stuff exists. <laughs> yeah, it does, and sadly. For some reason, people like posting it. Yeah, and some people like clicking on it. Uh, well, I've told you, <laughs> you know, our experiences define who we'll be. That's right, man. You're very, uh, you're very a, deep and philosophical. So I'm a psychopath now. <laughs> I have gone through the runner of 4chan, and now I cannot stop. No, it's good. Oh but, man, uh, it's good. good to see you, man. Yeah, I have been uh, on vacation for the past week. Would you call it vacation? Because you were telling me about it, and it sounded like more like you're either tagging along. No, not at all. Or you're 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 the help, like you're <laughs> not at you're all. You're just helping the whole time. I don't know what you're referring to, but uh, no, we were on the go, so we traveled to Florida and made a stop um, in New Orleans for the night to sort of break up the did eleven you go to hour the War drive. Two museum. We did not. We're not gonna have enough time. In fact, that's sort of a that's sort of a somber remembrance, and this was a vacation that we wanted to oh, be more upbeat. Well, I just know kids like it. Yeah, you're right. They love World War Two. No, like the way they designed it was like you could touch. Yeah. And do all this cool stuff. Well, uh, we did see signs for it, and we did say Talk that it was something. Shot in the face, dude. <laughs> it is something that we would want to do eventually. Uh, we did say, yeah, next time we come down here, we'll do it. It was just not part of this plan. No, I get it. There's a lot of things to do. In there this is. World. So we stayed in the French Quarter. Yeah. Uh, the night I've been there. going there, and then on the on the way back, and we split up both both trips. So you have been to the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? You can get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Yeah, you can. Which I, I enjoy places like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, n- to me, the French Quarter, maybe not New Orleans as a whole, but the French Quarter is like this weird convergence of elegance and filth. And piss on the street. <laughs> and vomit, right? Yeah. Just, and I think it's probably be- That's because what of I, the, I think that was the first time I've ever seen someone piss like so blatantly in public. Just like, what up? I'm doing it right like here. Like an alley, like right there. And I was like- Your street is my urinal. Yeah. Yes. Like legit. And it was during the day. And I was like- <laughs> I was with my dad. I was like 14 years old. I remember seeing that. My dad. I remember when we were there, and my dad's like, "Just to let you know, the street is something interesting to be part of in New Orleans. So just keep your hands to yourself. Don't acknowledge anybody unless you know. I, crazy, I acknowledge right? them. Oh, he was warning me, and I totally got it. Yeah, at 14. Yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, I get this. Like this guy's pissing. This guy's probably pit pocketing. This guy's mm-hmm. doing cards over here. This guy. This little kid's doing some dance. That anyone's yeah. money for. I don't like. It's weird because like you'll have these high, high end restaurants, oh, yeah. high end hotels and, and some of these like antique shops with literally we walked into a couple of antique shops that had 
$150,000 lamps from France, you know, it. from the 18th yeah. century. It's like, this is amazing. But then you have to trip over a homeless guy tweaking right outside the door when you're on your way out. It's yeah. like, what? this is a weird, weird place. It's but cool. the food is amazing. Um, it, it's, it's, the smells are, are interesting. At any one given moment, you're smelling well, you you know, know, sewage, What vomit, I love about towns like that, bad decisions. it's been around for a long time, but it also gives you, like, it's almost like, oh, hey, this is the 1800s. It does. It is like a, like you step back either in yeah. time or into another country because that was obviously settled by the French, and they brought over a lot of their French architecture and well, the buildings, very Parisian. We know the you know? French like to piss on walls. We well, I think they, I think they actually omitted that part of it. That was something we added to it. We have to put our own American flavor like on this I like and how piss bad on bad that is, though, for the... For the building. Urine? People don't realize how bad urine is. Tell me for... how bad urine is for a building. So, <laughs> you want me to tell you? Okay. So, to give you an example how bad urine is for building construction <laughs> is look up Brazil Stadium. All right. I think it was 2014. They had to move because they had to, because they, they had the World Cup in 2014 in Brazil, and they were trying to figure out stadiums, and one of the stadiums failed because... All the all the people drinking beer and pissing <laughs> on the sides of the of the buildings, oh my and God. so the they couldn't hold it couldn't hold all the people in the stands, and because you can imagine years and years and years of this abuse. Sure, yeah, and so eventually, what did they do to correct? They had this? to build a new one. It literally destroyed the the structure. Yeah, because the they, were, they, they did like because when you do a World Cup bid, you you have to provide X amount of stadiums. Sure, okay. And they're like, hey, these are the stadiums. And was this a new construction or an older? Oh, old. they ruined an old building. So you no, know, I'm saying it's been going on for like oh, 20, 30 years, man. 40 years, and so it's just like, yeah, there are people. That's why that was part of the ban of alcohol in mm, Brazil for stadiums because okay. people were just pissing. Yeah, like they they didn't want to miss the game, so they would just go down the stairs stairwell real quick, right. just piss right there, and then run back up. So I don't know how much uh, Katrina gave the uh, French Quarter a bath, but in the twenty years, eighteen years, whatever since, it's gotten filthy again apparently because it was pretty nasty. Yeah, well, that's cool. The New Orleans is fun. Uh, I yeah, think. it is. It is a lot of fun, but it got me thinking about some of the the dirtiest cities in the United States because I thought this place has got to rank up there in terms of filthiness wait, for wait. all the reasons now we're going we... into the show oh that's we're, right oh. serious talk yeah we're now. going into the show now i guess we don't I... care we don't care what i did this weekend no 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 no, no we, we had can... the music's already planned we're transitioning into the show you realize you started the... zip up onesies you started let's the... go you started the music yourself i know i did <laughs> i have no control over i know it. Well, I just really know my weekend was boring. Who cares? Cooked a brisket. It was really hot outside. It was hot. And I loved it. I loved every moment being outside. Yeah, guess who's in flip-flops and shorts today? Oh, I'm I'm in rust mode. Yeah. Because I've been around a fire pit for you do look f- like 15, you, 16 hours. You, I, my throat feels like it. You do look like at any moment you could pee on the side of a building. I actually used the, <laughs> I actually used the toilet this weekend. I was very surprised. Because usually I'm just like, when you're cooking, you're like, oh, let's yeah. walk over here, whatever. But I did not. You actually, congratulations for using a toilet. It was weird. I have yeah. like, I guess I have a weird thing when, like, there's more than, like, two people there. Mm-hmm. I like, I guess I have to use the restroom because I don't want people to think I'm an animal. Wow. So, okay, so I understand what you're saying now. I'm picturing this in my mind because I have a feeling I know where you were at. Yeah. And this place does have a, eh, a, a pee area that you could just oh, go it has use. a field. Yeah. I can go, I can but go if to, there's mixed company, you're like, you know what, out of respect to... The four people here. I might as well use the facilities like a normal human being. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. No, I don't know that we're necessarily starting the show. The show never ends in my mind, by the way. So, but no, it got me thinking about dirty cities, and I thought, man, where where does where does uh, New Orleans rank? Oh, it's got to be number one. That's what I was thinking. Or or San Francisco, I imagine. I was five. I was thinking, yeah. So it made me uh, look this up, and in a LawnStarter.com study from this year, New Orleans comes in at. Number 54. What? And I thought, wait, 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 wait a minute. What's going on here? It says, researchers say they looked at the 200 biggest cities and they gathered publicly available data on pollution, living conditions, infrastructure, and consumer satisfaction. I'm like, okay. So they're not looking at things like number Ooh, of people peeing on buildings. Number one yeah, is yeah. great. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll get to that. We don't want to spoil it. And this is the reason why I brought it here. Uh, brought great. it up. So, because uh, to me, when you're walking down the streets what is of LawnStarter.com, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. When you're walking down the streets of New Orleans, to me, it's just patently obvious that this is filthy. But this study 
said when they averaged all the scores out, they found that, drum roll, Houston, Texas is the dirtiest. Shreveport, that's great. Uh, oh, on, see, okay, Lon, which I think is funny. Lawnstarter.com, just so that people know. Yeah. It is a lawn care service. Okay. So well, they, they somehow conducted, they probably just aggregated some, some stats from a, another site. And, but the thing is, I looked it up a few different times, and New Orleans was not on the top of the list of any of these. Because they don't have any lawns. <laughs> right. That's why. Now, it's weird, but it's not up there on any of these. Because everyone's peeing <clears throat> all over their lawn and killing the grass. It says the other uh, top five dirtiest cities included Newark, New Jersey, San Bernardino, California, Detroit, Michigan, uh, and Jersey City, New Jersey. But amongst them all is Houston. Way to represent H-Town. It is dirty. So so you, you think it's kind of filthy? Because I've been down there oh, it's, in downtown well, just a couple months ago. It's and weird. Cause like, I didn't think if, it was that bad. If you go to the medical center, it's... it's uh, and then like, if you go to like Midtown... Trying to think, like, what's the dirtiest area? Because right there, in the medical center, it can get pretty dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of the area where the um, the big park is, right down there, like where the Hotel of Americas is. Mm-hmm. Like the big park. That's. I guess they make an effort to clean it up. It's not bad. Not bad at all. But they're probably trying to. Again, this is LawnStarter.com. Right. And. Well, I think the difference too is, the difference between the two cities specifically is in downtown Houston you have a lot of businesses and in 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 the French Quarter you have a lot of shops and restaurants and things with a lot of permeability so there's a lot more and the blocks are really small and the streets are you know really narrow and the setback so you feel like you're a lot more confined maybe it's just the filth is just a little bit more concentrated but when you add up everything apparently this study Houston I got to find out cuz I want to I mean I don't know how you'd lose to New York Yeah well the thing is if it, these studies yeah, are air, air quality indexes, water quality, homes yeah. with mold, mice, rats, and number of junkyards in the city. <laughs> so I guess when Fair you put enough. all that together, the French Quarter can't, I guess, it just can't compete. So come on, well, New Orleans, dirty it up. I think it also might be the size of Houston yeah, compared a, to other A lot of big cities. Because, yeah. like, New York, people in New York don't consider the five boroughs in New York, like, they, they, they that study probably just did, like, Brooklyn. I'm like, oh, right. that's... Yeah. Well, because you know the five boroughs, right? I mean, sure. I've like heard they're they're cults or whatever. They're like gangs. Well, I know they're culturally very different. They have a diverse history yeah. behind them, and you'll find like different accents and things just as you go across. New You're York, not from New York, yeah, which is kind of cool. Although I think some of that is slowly disappearing. Houston didn't have that though, unfortunately. No, I wish we had no. gangs like that. Oh, gangs of New York. Yeah, no, we, we, Houston. Houston's just. I'm just. We do not want gangs. I was kidding. No, uh, no. But the this how big Houston goes because now you know what I've noticed now is like if you look up towns, my favorite thing is so I was looking up uh, Angleton. Mm-hmm. So there's a tournament balling tournament in Angleton, and our buddies Craig and Angleton, Will Angle, Angleton, what Angleton, Texas, Texas. Okay, okay, it's south of uh, Houston. Okay, not not familiar with it. So, but when you look it up, it says Angleton's part of the. Harris County, Galveston, metro Woodlands area. metro area. I'm like, why would they put the Woodlands metro area right. where it's furthest as it could be from the town itself? Yeah. But then they consider it all one big. And they called an MSA, Metropolitan Statistical so- Area. Something. Somehow they That's make probably what the data, their data is. Yeah. We but got, I just found that interesting. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, dirty is dirty, man. <laughs> okay, well. Because New York, I see, when they say rats, this is where <laughs> I get weirded out because there's rats everywhere in New York. Because sure. their trash service has to be put on the front. Yeah, as uh, same same with French Quarter. I saw bags of trash yeah, just lining so the streets. There's got to be rats everywhere. Dude. Every day was trash day apparently in New Orleans, man. Like every day we no, went down, they're like, "Why are they putting well, trash?" Out of it? I guess they come by daily. That's the point. Well, that's what I love is like my dad's a history guy, so he always liked to bring me to history places, like historic places. So he loved New Orleans, and they like it was just the way he was trying to protect me. Quotes. Yeah. It was hilarious because. You know, I'm 13, 14. Mm-hmm. I'm just almost becoming an adult where I could drive. and So I think I could, like, handle my own. Uh-huh. And I was like, this place is weird. Yeah, like, my daughter's 15. She went down there, and um, we walked down Bourbon Street in the day yeah. for just a couple of blocks, and it was already crazy. You know, some dude standing on top of his car playing an air guitar. No, I guess it was actual real guitar and singing and somebody playing horn, just drinking and debauchery already occurring at, you know, four in the afternoon. Yeah. and. 
She goes, yeah, this is, I don't like this. And I was yeah. like, that's fine. We just wanted you to see it. And so we, we diverted our path. But overall, great. I will go back. Just, you know, you want to be in before it gets too late and enjoy yeah. the food, which is exactly what I did. You'll dress up. Well, while I was there, perhaps the biggest story, I guess, of 2023 was occurring. And I guess we have to at least talk a little bit about... Is it the biggest story? So far. I mean, it was massive, right? Wasn't it everywhere? I didn't really get it. And this is the submarine, the missing submarine story. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. That's right. That's what it's called, right? That was the business? Yeah, yeah. Ocean, I think so. Yeah, which is kind of funny. They already named it. Something, After, yeah, <laughs> something yeah. nefarious, so we don't have to come up with something ourselves. They already yeah. named it Ocean Gate. Well, this story broke when I was on vacation, so you know, I was not plugged into the news at all. I mean, I was didn't even turn the television you even, on. You didn't even think about Audience of One. Oh, I think about Audience of One all the time, it goes on in my head constantly. Okay, yeah, but I, I have to admit, I did fall for the media trap of oh no. These people went missing, and they've lost communication, and they've only got 90 hours of, of oxygen, and we're going to be searching for them, and we're hearing little clicks in the water every 30 minutes, and we're searching. I was like, oh, my gosh, how terrible for these people to be trapped down there. And yeah. for days, I was putting myself into the, you know, the, their scenario of they're just going absolutely insane sitting in this tube for days. Yeah, not the case at all. As it turns out, that sucker imploded pretty quickly. So... Okay, I, I have no information about this. I honestly, when I first heard it, I go, "Yeah, that's what happens when you get in a submarine that goes in the water." Like, you don't really do that unless you're a military, you know? Right, like, right. Unless you have some time. I don't know. The thing I didn't really understand about it though was, have they never been th- like to the Titanic? These people have not. So this was like a first test. Right, man on the moon situation. Yeah, for their... so you're hitting on something there. Okay, now see that's what I was like. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Now like... I think they had sent three unmanned ships down there already. This company did two of which were unsuccessful. One which was so hey, thirty percent chance of success, no. man. What else could go wrong? But what I didn't know, and I had to kind of do a deep dive on this company when I got back from vacation, was this thing was doomed right from the start. Well, yeah, this, there's a lot of weird things. This guy, because I, f- I didn't really understand like who makes their own subs. Right. Nope. Well, because I feel like James Cameron did, had this exact same story, like a while back. Yes. Am I mistaken about that? Yeah. Like, did he start a company or? No, I think he was using um, proven technology. Either yeah, but he the military. Made, like, but he like made a sub. It wasn't like <sighs> it wasn't like he called the military and the navy and be like, "Yo, can I rent this?" Yeah, I don't. I made Terminator. I, I don't know the specifics on James Cameron, other than the fact that he has gone down there like thirty well, times that, himself but, successfully. But I feel like he did the same thing. Like he developed. I don't know that he was developing as much as he was like using. He pioneered other, some diving stuff. I feel like that's man, what he did. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to look at James Cameron. Although I like I said, he was successful at it because he Why did it the right this? way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> But this guy Stockton Rush, he was the CEO of this company, OceanGate, and apparently he was kind of a loose cannon. And I didn't know anything about this. Like I said, I had to kind of research this quickly when I got back from vacation the other day. This thing was doomed right from the start. He was cutting corners, regulations be damned. Um, well, there's he, probably not a lot of regulations building. No, submarines. I think there. I think there are. I think there I are lots. No and he was rushing this basically to expedite his business of. Ocean travel, just like people are sending rockets to outer space. He wanted to be the Elon. He Musk wanted to be of. the Elon Musk of the sea and was rushing things, and didn't really care. Now I'm not going to say this guy murdered these people. I'm going to stop short of that. But he's definitely, well, he's definitely that, responsible for well, their, their deaths. Like, you know, there was a piece of paper handed to them. Oh, I'm sure they signed. I'm sure they signed yeah. off on it, right? But that's funny to me, though. It, it what it was so bizarre to me is. That that had to have that mind. You had to have that mindset of like the first moon landing. Like, yeah, hey, we're like, going somewhere <clears throat> where this has not been. Yeah, like so, the sub has never been down there. Even he, though other people have been down here with other right, better so that's subs. The thing. It's it's not like no one's ever been down there, and it's not like we don't know what it looks like. But I guess it's just when you're a billionaire, you can flex on people and say, "Look, I've been down in the bottom of the ocean twelve thousand feet and seen the Titanic." But to me, if I was this guy Stockton Rush and you were doing this right, you would have. Taking, taking this at levels, so to speak, where maybe you pioneer something that can go several thousand feet and people can just see wonderful aquatic, you know, coral reefs and things. No, no, no. We're going to go 
thousand feet down. And because you're paying for this, we have to have this large window. And that, I believe, is the problem. This thing had a relatively, relatively speaking, large observation bubble so that you could see out of it. And they're thinking that thing just could not withstand the pressure. And boom, and these, these people died instantly, man. The pressure down there basically turned your body into spaghetti. It's, it's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. Faces of death cool. Uh, no, I'm sure. I wouldn't recommend looking at I'm sure you can look up imploded bodies from submarine oh. implosions, and I think it's Can you imagine the first gruesome. time figuring that out? What's that? That people like, look like the spaghetti? the first submarine, it's like, hey, we're going down. Let's see how far we can go. And it's a dunk. <laughs> and you're like, whoa. Uh, there's a lot of pressure down there's here. There's something going. There's a monster down <laughs> right. there. Well, think about it. When you dive into a pool... And you go down like 10 feet, you start to feel that pressure on your yeah. head and your ears. And I'm like, man, can you imagine 12,000? It's got to be a ton. I guess he was using materials that were just not uh, I see, up for yeah. that type of I don't pressure. Really get it. I don't yeah. But one of the cool, there's been a cool thing, a couple of cool things that have come out of this. His, his wife, Wendy Rush, I don't know if you've heard this, she was actually a descendant of a couple that died on the Titanic. How odd is this? And yeah. her great great grandparents were actually depicted in the movie, the Titanic, James Cameron's 1997 um, Titanic. They were the couple that were laying in the bed together when the water rushed in and they went down with the ship. That's actually her great great grandparents, yeah, and he married her. <laughs> what kind I of saw, a weird twist of fate. When man. I saw that scene, I was like, "Are they? They just gave up?" I like, think yeah. I think there weren't enough boats. They knew it, and they said, "Well, we're old, so." I think they weren't they only giving out to women and children supposedly, and they were know. elderly. So, you've seen the movie, uh, like maybe once. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, seriously, maybe once. No, I, I thought it was a decent movie. I, I like, just I think remember, the, only, the, only, gas, but. <laughs> the only scene I really remember is when that dude fell, when the ship was uh, vertical into uh -huh. the water, and that dude fell and like hit a pole or something, and it made that ding noise. It was like, bing, bing. Oh, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, whoa. He was falling down and he hit something on hit the ship something. as he was sliding down. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of graphic. But it's I probably someone with a pot and pan. Yeah. Boom. I really, that's the like noise. the only thing I really remember about that movie. I was like, dang, that kind of that looked like it hurt. Yeah. Well, there was probably a huge expense, too, that we had to, to pay for, we being the taxpayers, to, to search for these guys. But one other interesting note was the Navy apparently knew this happened right away. Yeah. Because they have... You don't think they know about the sea monsters? Well, of course they do. Of course. They know where Nessie is. Yeah. But they're feeding her, for crying out loud. Yeah. She's, no, they apparently heard... She's, she's a private. <laughs> she's, she's one of the, the captains. Navy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. No, apparently they heard the explosion right around the exact same time they lost communication with this, this submarine. They didn't want to come right out and say it because... I guess the Navy is using some technology that we didn't really want to expose how we were able to. Well, now so they it's kept exposed. It, well, now it is. And I guess they had to put together some sort of how do we want to release this information. But they knew about it immediately. Well, no, the Navy well, knew it hey, immediately. Hey, it's called don't release it and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it's out there. I think it's a Wall Street Journal man, our, article. Our was, military I was is losing it, man. Well, no, I think they found it. That was the whole point. But they allowed these people to go out there for days, man. I searching would. for this and the navy's going bro we know they ain't around <laughs> like what are yeah, you doing who cares it's we're not, hearing we're hearing knocking every 30 minutes and it's like not yeah, their that was, job that was some other ship out on the water man no it's not their job yeah. no it's not and they, they couldn't say anything apparently well how do we find out that they couldn't say anything well again i read a wall street journal this is all article no no no, no 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 it's no this is this is legit man I don't know. Did I even put something on the, on the, about that in the uh -huh. run sheet? I probably well, didn't. Well, I heard that, and I was like, this is making sense. Hold what? on. You heard it, too, and you're giving me crap. All right. No, I said I heard about the military saying, oh, we knew, but it's like, but no, this is all made up, because if you knew, you wouldn't have told us. And if, if you're now telling us after the fact, you're, yeah. just, you're just like a jerk. Well. Like, you're, I mean. That's what I say. They're in a no-win situation. Yeah. Let people search for 30 minutes, or 30 minutes, three or four days, and they're like, yeah, by the way, we knew those guys were dead immediately. <laughs> well, that was doomed. But the, the last part that I find most interesting is the stepson of one of the billionaires that was on board. And this is, um, I guess Hamish Harding was one of the billionaires. Um, <laughs> his, uh, I guess it's his stepson, actually not his son, Brian. He, uh, he said, Hey, look, man, I, I know that I'm going through this big ordeal right now. He's twi uh, posting this on, on Twitter. Um, it's, it's a nightmare and everything, but I, I'm, I'm going to go to the blink 182 concert because my parents would have wanted it that way. I, did he really say that? Yeah. Here it is. It might be disface, distasteful, but 
My family would want me to be at the Blink-182 show as it's my favorite band and music helps me through difficult times. <laughs> and this was the day they went missing. So he actually tweeted at the band members as well, trying to get their attention. Like, I guess he was trying to angle for some backstage passes or something. This kid is a piece of work. So once he started getting a lot of attention from these tweets, he starts uh, tweeting back out, hey, ladies, I'm single during this whole ordeal. Completely apathetic to the point that, you know, his stepdad and, and his mom is grieving and his stepdad is gone. He's attending the Blink-182 concert. I like it. <laughs> I mean, he's now probably inheriting money. He says, his other uh, tweet says, uh, this was tweeted at Travis Barker and Tom DeLonge. They're the members of Blink-182. I'm devastated, but coming to the San Diego show tonight so that you guys can give me hope and cheer me up. How old is this guy? He appears to be in his early 20s. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Well, we talked a few weeks ago about DIY airplanes and that dude that crashed a DIY, DIY airplane. It made me think if DIY submarines were really a thing, so I they looked are. that up. And it is. Yeah. And I had no idea. I think, that, could, like, I think it started with the drug trafficking. Like to make your own, oh, I yeah. get it, so that you could traffic your own drugs. Yeah, I want to say that, like, it, I don't know what the point's called. Remember that point in California, between Mexico and California, they call it, like, the Baja. Baja Peninsula? I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think that's where it started, if I remember correctly. Like, they started building their own little sub that could go, Interesting. you know, 40 feet right, below water. Right, right. See, they're not going down 12,000 oh, no, feet. Oh, no, no. Yeah. I think it's, like, 40 or 60 feet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's not really a thing like airplanes are. You can't really get the kits necessarily, but people have actually built their own submarines, and I found this one story. I want to see if I can buy a submarine. You should. <laughs> Do the show from a sub. Uh, this one guy, Justin— I would never get in it. Justin Beckerman was walking to high school with some of his friends when they spied an abandoned soda fountain in the parking lot, and he said, hey, dude, you should go get that. And I guess he was going to use that as some dude. sort of submersible to build a sub. And I'll be darned what if he was— What kind of sub do you want? Uh, I would like a California— Do you want a with, mini? With a semi? Bacon. Um, well, there's a luxury. Let's go to Avocado. The hold the tomatoes. But yeah, he built this thing at 18 years old, and his can go up to 30 feet deep, which I think is pretty cool, man. Some of these are interesting looking. I want to show you on the TV real quick. He just he used glue and screws. He didn't use any welding, which is pretty amazing if you ask me. But you wouldn't get on that thing. I would. I would never get on a submarine. Yeah, I, I, I. One of our one of my buddies is actually in the Navy, and he worked on the nuclear sub for like eight years or something like yeah. that. And I was like, "How did that go?" <laughs> and he and he just goes, "It's kind of freaky." Yeah, if you know if you know everything about submarines, it's either going to comfort you. Or it's going to freak you out. Yeah. Because how deep they, they go. With yeah. all the stories we've been having about orcas attacking and the several. Oh, I'm not, I'm not gonna, getting I'm not I was going to send man. you this article. There was yeah. a uh, More orca, orca attacked the Unreal. Netherlands boat team. Telling you, man. And during a race. So they went from like second place it's to spreading. fourth place. They're, they're pissed. They're pissed at us. All right, here. Like, let me show you. I you know what? I wonder if the orcas were the ones making the noises that we were picking up on every 30 minutes just to fool with us. All right, here we go. I found us <laughs> a sub. We'll get this one. This one looks like See, it's that from looks, James Bond. That looks awesome. See, we'll get this one. That's a four, four to, to eight, eight person. person. Look at that. Yeah. But see, that doesn't look like... Look at the size of the glass there. That probably only goes, what, a couple hundred feet or something, I'm guessing? That's the problem. This 500 feet. Yeah, 500 feet. It's still awesome. I think it costs a lot. So I think it's several million dollars. Yeah, it's. I like how they just do nine 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 nine. It's just gonna cost it's you a, a lot. It's, it's at market price. But I mean, uh, they, that kind of stuff is interesting to me because you know, you think about uh, what do you call them? Disaster preppers. Yeah. And then of course, if you're a rich guy and you're a disaster prepper, you got to get a submarine. Of course, and that's really all this was, is rich guys flexing. But I can't help but think that— No, I mean, like, I would, if I was a filthy rich person, and I'm, like, a doomsday guy, yeah, I would 100% get Oh, a, yeah, doomsday for your own, but get, not to get go a down a submarine, man, just in case. I can't help but thinking, though, this is going to happen to some of these space explorations that we're seeing now. Something terrible is going to happen well, there, no, too. Well, some no, these rockets that yeah, we're sending, I, man. I always talk, I talk to— like, I, I love talking about the space stuff, like how, you know, conspiracy theories and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And my— my belief in why we didn't go to the back to the moon and everything is just how dangerous it is. Like because of the Martians? No, Ooh. just how dangerous. Like because especially with No, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because like unfortunately the world is controlled by media in a way that no one can really predict. Like people try to predict. 
Yeah. Kind of like the submarine story. For some reason, it's popular. I don't really get oh, it. Oh, this was this was tailor really made it. for the media. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I just didn't really get like the one thing that I think that it had the element that people care about is billionaires because everyone hates billionaires. Billionaires, and so they're like, "Good, the, he's dead." Right. Oh, but, there's there's all kinds of conspiracy theories yeah. too around these billionaires. Did they know the Clintons? Did they know? Did they have dirt on Trump? On all. Well, anyway. Four billionaires think, go missing. It's not I th- coincidence. I think the mm-hmm. Apollo, like the <laughs> Apollo program, they were like, if something bad happens, the press is going to be all over us about this, and we're sending people to space. Yeah, but no one really, ca- no one knows. So what you, th- that means. you think we actually went to space? You think we went to the moon? I hope so. That'd be cool. But yeah, I, I hope also, so too. I also but think they don't want to go. Know. They're not really doing it as much because they're going to be in more trouble than it's worth. Because like, oh, we lost four people. They knew the risk. But then everyone's going to, you know, the media is going to be like, yeah. is it worth it? We're killing these people. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. It does It does seem awfully odd that we haven't been back in, I don't know, 50 some odd years. Yeah. Mm, a little weird. How many came? We saw we conquered. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, nothing to see there. Yeah. I don't know. A little suspect. I like it. All right, man. Good time. I, to... I, I hope so. I really I, re- hope I really so. do, too. I, I like to believe that we did. But, like, I would love to know, be a me wealthy we dude and get in one of those ships and fly. I would do that. I wouldn't go in the submarine. I'd get in a rocket ship for... Yeah. I'm not good. There's I'm, no way. The submarine thing would scare... Very. The crap out. Yeah, very. And I feel sorry for that 19-year-old boy who died in there. And he basically just went down there to appease his dad for Father's Day. But he didn't want to go. Oh, man, he didn't want to go. No, he didn't want to go. He was scared. He was like, "No, this, this, you know, he's on the internet <laughs> seeing the CEO, uh, Scott, whatever his name or Stockton, whatever his name yeah. is." Yeah, he's like, "No, I'm not getting That's on the thing." Wild man. Yeah, sad stories. All right, man, it's a good time to take a break. When we come back, we have more. I don't know, crazy stuff. We'll be back soon. I like those subs. Mmm, tasty. Yeah, we'll be right back. Hey there, listener. This is Dick with Audience of One with my buddy Andrew. I'm here too. I want to remind you guys real quick that our show is basically a free show. It is. But we accept donations well, and sponsorships. But it must be really, really hard to sponsor or donate to the show, though. It's really easy. Uh, oh. I if I put a link in every description of our videos where you can oh, download right then. It's oh. really easy. And it's 100% legit. We are a 501c3 radio station. So if you want a tax deduction or anything like that, sponsor the show. It's a good idea. Uh, yeah, and and donate. Uh, that's how we keep the show free, and how we're able to buy cool stuff for the studio. Yeah, and and besides that, the show's really good. That's true, and uh, yeah. Welcome back to Audience of One, right here on Conroe's NPR station. Your yeah, uh, <laughs> NPR voice. Welcome back. <laughs> it is the last week of June. Yeah, it is. So, uh, and it's going to get hotter. <laughs> Great. I don't see how. Uh, I don't see how, man. That's true. Uh, I do want to let people know we we're looking. I know I left the page up for the yachts and things like up because I forgot to turn it off. So they probably didn't see the end of the YouTube, like of the first segment was just looking at cool yachts. Oh, okay. But I, but yeah. I found a cooler one. Yeah, this is pretty And amazing. I want to show this. This is a private submersible super yacht. And I'm not going to lie, these pictures look generated. Yeah, they look like so, artist, artist renderings. Yeah, they might have never built one, but they're like, hey, we can we can do that. And this website looks super legit, doesn't it? I want to see it in person. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it in person first, not just a drawing. But what's funny to me about this kind of stuff is it, it says cool. it can hold 24 to 36 people. And it can be underwater for multi-week vacations. Yeah, what could go wrong? And it has like a helipad. It's got a pool. It's got wait two- a pool. How does that work? I, I, <laughs> dude, I don't know. And it also has uh, a space for two mini subs because you know when you have a sub, you gotta have a sub family like a super yacht, right? Right. Little babies. And I guess the pool is for when you are on the surface, but I, I, I think know. do it, they fill it with ocean water? I, I mean, this, I is, this looks ridiculous. Look how big those penguins are compared to the. <laughs> Well, I'm not getting on that thing either. What you know? What's funny? I wouldn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said during the break, oh, I'll do this. This looks awesome. Well, I know I go to the space. Oh, I'd be yeah, an idiot yeah. and go to space, but I wouldn't mean like even if they're guys like, like <laughs> say I buy this, I'm like, oh, I got this cool super super yacht. And the after about three years of riding around, the guys like, are you ever going to go underwater? 
Like, no. He's cruising we're on the we're, surface. You know, we're never going to go underwater. <laughs> what I mean, are you, insane? <laughs> and then there you just be like, well, we can go down like five feet. Five feet too much. Like, <laughs> that was just a drawing, you idiot. Yeah. I don't know this stuff. Oh, man. Well, I, speaking of going to space, uh, the uh, other huge story, I, guess, I don't know if it's huge, but it caught my attention. When you say huge, like you're talking big. Yeah, yeah man. Okay. Yeah, sure. huge, like big. <laughs> like big, like huge. This was the uh, story of Elon Musk, who is sending people to space, or at least rockets, um, getting into a bit of a scuffle with Mark Zuckerberg. Did they really get into a scuffle? Well, they got into an internet spatter, right? Really? So I, I guess what happened? what? Well, I think Zuckerberg is trying to start his own version of Twitter. There's a new, I forget what it's called, but his meta company is starting a new company. And he's kind of throwing shade at Elon. And so Elon said something like, oh, I'll challenge you to a cage match. And I believe the response from Zuckerberg was, location, send me location, which sounds real intelligent. What? Sounds like a robot. Slash meta. Yeah. Yeah. So I get, oh, so here it is. It says that uh, Musk recently tweeted meta. that he would be up for a, quote, cage fight with Zuckerberg. And um, he, Zuckerberg replied back with, send me location. Well, if you're not aware, Zuckerberg has been fighting for years now he's yeah, been training yeah i have I've too and i guess I'm that's stalking him basically right, yeah. you and everybody else i wonder if he has a super yacht he's, that can I'm, go underwater i'm sure he does but he only keeps it on the surface um he's he's in shape like he's been training yeah. he's been doing jujitsu ju- i think yeah, is what he's doing for, for years i think he's doing i don't think he's doing full mma i know he's doing jujitsu tournaments yeah 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 well i think this is I, like grappling tournaments not right, like hand to hand punching does Musk really think like the extent of his uh, training is watching Karate Kid I, one and two? I mean, me, this guy's been doing I, this for I, a while. I, I want to say this. He's I, going to destroy him. Regardless, I enjoy this kind of talk. Yeah. Because if you think about old rich dudes and when yep. they try to talk smack, it's like it just it's not as entertaining. You know, because it's like they're holding their champagne glasses and they're like, Well, you are an idiot. <laughs> And it's like, well, you are a bastard of your mother's child. You know, they right, start. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna go. They're gonna talk trash, but nothing comes from it. Well, these guys, this is great. It's like, hey, we got younger people, and I, I want the next president to be like, yo, you want to fight? That'd be great. Well, this is gonna be an amazing fight. It does sound as though they're quote unquote serious, but I do have a feeling that Elon's gonna find a way out of this. There's no way he's going to actually go in and do a fight with Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg would. Have you seen Elon without his shirt on? Well, first off, I'm pretty sure both of them have disabilities. <laughs> of varying kinds. <laughs> varying. Well, the thing, what's funny is... So it's going to be funny to watch them fight. <laughs> what, uh, what's Mark's disability? It's going to be like the South Park cripple fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elon does say he has a move, <clears throat> a signature move that he calls the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> With his body type, it makes sense. Didn't you... Wasn't that a move you did back in high school when you were trying to date girls? Oh, oh no, when I was dating girls. <laughs> That's your move, your that, signature that's move? That's what I became known for. <laughs> the walrus. Yeah, especially my tusk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, now. But you know, again, this is great. <laughs> is the what, what I love, though, is Dana White's over here on the internet talking about it. Oh, yeah, he's pumping it, it up. And yeah, he's he, trying to promote it. And that's just so funny to me because it's like, uh, well, okay, let me, let me try to word this in the nicest way possible. So it's like. Imagine watching the Major League Baseball. Okay. And you're watching these professional athletes, okay. like the MMA guys. You're watching these professional athletes punch each other in the face. And then all of a sudden, the biggest event that year is these normal people. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so boring. Well, it'll be over in 30 seconds, I hope man. it is. Well, it'll be winded in 30 seconds. No, cause again, then... I think Zuckerberg is trained. He does this. Yeah. Did he win a tournament a couple of weeks yeah. ago? Well, probably only one in his weight class. Yep. Yeah. Probably designed sure. it that way. Sure, you know? but that's it's probably through some. You don't league. think there's some dude helping him, going like, "Hey, this is if you really want to get some wins, this is how you do it." I'm not saying that he's great by professional standards, but by amateur. Well, from what I've heard, oh, absolutely. So he absolutely would tear us up, and he's going to tear Elon Musk up. That's why gonna, I don't are, think. Are this we is adding him to the animal list that could beat me who, up? Who could, <laughs> Elon Musk or Zuckerberg? Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I think it's going to be and again. It's going to be an entertaining fight. It's somehow it's like if I was a professional well, MMA, huge. if I was Conor McGregor, I'd be pissed. Oh, because it'll garner more money yeah, and attention he's like, than any fight he's ever done. These guys don't know what they're doing. Right. Yeah. Well, Dana White says it would probably be the biggest fight of the century, yeah. and I imagine in terms of money, it would be. And I just watched Creed three, so I know how the whole world everything. works, right? And how the matchups work. Yeah, and, you're you're the, the the modern day Don King now. Yeah, right? get yeah. paid. 
That's what, what they kept the, saying. Get paid. What would be the undercard for something like this? Because you know they're going to have to have several fights because this is only well, the last that's, seconds. That's when they put their money where their mouth is and they force their employees to fight. Yes. <laughs> so it's like I mean, uh, Twitter can you, versus. Can you imagine the Twitter versus the, Meta? The ID card. He walks up and it's like oh, I'm Joseph Smith, Facebook <laughs> analyst for I, twenty IT, years. IT analyst, 120 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> only eats vegetables. I'm a systems engineer. <laughs> Eat it. I love it. <laughs> Maybe he could do the walrus on him. I love that. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think there's there's got to be some way he's going to weasel his way out of this. But I have to admit, if it does go down. I am morbidly curious to watch this, man. It's going to be a complete I, again, disaster. I think it's great. I think uh, more rich people should get involved with hurting each other <laughs> physically, violently, too. So it says that uh, Oddspedia and Bovada, other odds makers, are giving Zuckerberg an 83% chance of winning the fight. Well, no kidding. I'm like, wow, 83? How is it not higher? I don't know. We should do it on my super yacht. Some, no, some they should money. do it from the bottom of the ocean. In the <laughs> in, in a sub. In, yeah, in the auction, like lower the auction while they're gone. Right. right. They got to go down twelve thousand feet first uh-huh. and fight next to the Titanic. The plot twist is we just shoot them out, and then we shoot them from the bottom of the ocean oh, no. up up into no. space. Halfway through the fight, you go you on the intercom like attention fighters. We forgot to tell you the loser of this fight will be sucked out <laughs> at twelve hundred feet below water. Are you still showing the video, by the way? Or did you? Yeah, I fixed it. Okay. Making sure because no one wants to see the yachts. I'm just I'm watching the yachts. Yeah, I know I'm I can see you. I'm just you're, you're like, mesmerized by these you, yachts. Well, I mean, wow, man, it's like a it's like a James Bond thing. It it like, does look like something a James Bond villain would have. Because okay, if I was a billionaire and billionaires like to buy things, I'd be like, hey, look, I bought do. I bought a submarine yacht. I've not heard like anyone talk about that. No. I didn't know this existed. That's because it's a drawing. So it doesn't exist. That's sad. It doesn't. I don't believe that it exists. So did you see that the NBA draft happened uh, over the week? I did not care. Yeah, I don't really either. It happened to be on while I was out to eat one night at at a restaurant uh, on my vacation. And what's interesting about this is the San Antonio Spurs had the number one pick. Yeah, the tall guy. The tall guy, right. You see his fingers? Yeah, I saw a picture of him holding a baseball. Baseball. Yeah, he was at the the Yankees. He did the first pitch. And I was like, oh, that guy's big. So guy, yeah, so he's a big guy. So he's he must play the NBA. Yeah, his name's Victor Wimbayambi, I think, and he's from France. Yeah, he's seven foot five, which is just incredible. That's not that tall. But it got me thinking: Have you ever seen? He probably can't fit on my super yacht. No, nah, he probably can't. Yeah, mm, but the invite's there. No, I would not want to hang out with that guy. I hate people that tall. Well, so that's what I was going to ask you: Have you ever seen oh, yeah. in the wild oh, yeah. a seven footer before? You have. Oh yeah. Wow. I've met a lot of tall people. Seven feet though, yeah, like seven two. Where? No, I'm not talking about like an NBA game because I've you know you go to an NBA game you're gonna see somebody. Oh well, yeah, I met him at like I met I met NBA. But like in pl- the in the wild, you're walking around yeah, down, downtown NBA players Conroe. in person. And yeah, well, no, okay, all right. Like I met them, I shook their hands, and that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird how big people are. Yeah, they're they're massive, especially football players. Like I met JJ Watt, and they're I, massive. I didn't even realize it was JJ Watt. I had lunch with them. Because we're at we're at this You're fundraiser, such a, such a sports. We're savant. at this, we're at this lunch. <laughs> I just thought this big dude pounding back subs. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I did not know who it was. I just ate 15 ribs. Like, he was a big dude. And I was like, man, you're big. You must play football. And he's like, yeah, I do. I was yeah, like, actually, I do. I'm probably one of the better goes, players in the goes, league. Thanks I for noticing. Because I'm JJ Watt, and I go, okay, I do know you. <laughs> I, I thought I recognized you, and that shut up after that. Yeah. Because I mean. It's just one of those things you don't really expect. So you went out to lunch with J.J. Watt. That's, that's really cool, Well, it cool, was man. like, well, actually, it was at a bowling fundraiser. Okay, cool. It was when Chris Paul did his bowling fundraisers. You know, mm-hmm. Chris Paul does that, the celebrity bowling, whatever. And they did it in the Woodlands, and I used the station, of course, to get in. And oh, yeah. I remember this. Uh, wasn't LeBron James there, too? There's a bunch of fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. met Bun B. Didn't know who Bun B was. Still don't. Uh, well, he's a rapper. He's okay. A, and you he's, could have told me anything. You could have said he was a famous Baytown, economist. And he's a oh, really... Oh, yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's funny as I knew his music, but I didn't know who he was. Right. And I gave him pointers because you know how good of a bowler I am. Right. <laughs> but I'll never forget, yeah, like the lady who's coordinating everything, she's like, Dick, you can go into the uh, the food room for everybody, or whatever they call it, the... I don't know. What you know, you know, what, during those kind of events, like sure, like they have a room that's just filled with sure. buffet food. Yeah. So I went in there and I was hanging out with all the bowlers. Like I met well, Wayne, not Wayne, Norm Duke. I met. Oh yeah. All of them like shook that's their cool, hands man. and, but I sat down and I, and I was at a table full of the junior bowlers who mm-hmm. were really good, 
and I was talking None to them. None of them were seven feet tall, though. No, they were all like three, four feet. <laughs> right. They were tiny. Because they're junior. I think they were like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. They got flown out to be yep. part of the thing. And I think JJ was doing something with them in the competition, so he was eating with them. And oh, cool. Well, I was going to say that I have never seen a seven-foot-tall person in the wild, right? Just walking around, I've never seen it. And the reason is because there are only about 2,800 people in the world that are seven feet or taller. See, this is where you get creeped okay. out, though. And this is why I wanted to tell you. The reason I was telling you like, I met these people is like when you shake their hands, it's so weird to be flashback to like when you're a child shaking mm-hmm. an adult's hand. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. It's massive. I mean, I, that picture that we were just saying of Victor Wambayambi's hand covering like, a, a baseball. It looked like a ping pong ball yeah, in his like hand. Yeah, could, like he could hold the baseball in his hand. You couldn't even see the baseball. Like, he could fully engulf it in his hand. Like. Mm-hmm. Well, it, again, there's very, very few of them. In fact, it's point zero 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 three percent of the population is over seven feet. However, in the NBA, 17% of all people over the uh, seven-foot mark play in the NBA. And it got me to thinking, <laughs> that's incredibly high percentage, obviously. If So, in other words, if you're born... Over seven feet tall, you've got a 17% chance of making millions of dollars playing in the NBA. Sounds to me like you don't even really have to be any good. You just have to be tall, and your chances are pretty good that you're going to make it in pro sports. Now, this is from a 2011 Sports Illustrated study that's had a lot of critics um, slamming it because it didn't, it didn't really um, show seven-footers very you know, positively and that are in the NBA still them, hey, basically you're not very not, good. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a lot of talent, you're just tall. So there was a lot of controversy about it. But it is kind of interesting to think these guys are just tall. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the, I think each roster on NBA is twelve people, I think. Uh yeah. Something like that. So. Yeah. So they 12, they probably have some strategy play that requires a tall boy. Well that just tells you how sought after they are. Yeah. So and this guy that went number one in the draft, he's apparently a can't miss pick. He, he's for his size, he can dribble and shoot and pass and do all this stuff. So we'll see. To me, most guys that are that tall never stay healthy. Their ankles and knees just give out. Yao Ming, exactly. He was phenomenal. Yao Ming was big. He was seven six. He's a big guy. I met I, I met Yao Ming. I have seen pictures of Shaquille O'Neal next to Yao Ming, and Shaquille looks small. It's weird. It's, that's what I'm telling you, man. Like it's when they massive. I forgot whose hand I shook, but his ankles I'm went telling out. You, man. I immediately felt like a child. I felt like here's me. Look, here's me, Andrew. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you basically go up to their. Their waist. Yeah, I can't. It's incredible. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I feel like their hands could crush my skull. Yeah, so what do you think is considered tall for a girl? For, we're talking about for men. Like, you're talking about the average what, height for, for women? No, I'm saying, what do you think is tall? Per, what do you like, consider tall for a girl? You're talking about what I'm attracted to? Or no, those are about, two different things. I'm trying to narrow it down, so I understand. We can, go, we can talk I, about both of those. I don't want to offend anyone. <laughs> you know, that we're not so I'm trying about. to make sure I understand No, no, no. I'm question. just saying, what do you consider tall for a girl? And then we'll say, what height taller do you than find me. attractive? And you're five, How taller than me? Nine, what are you? I'm 5'10". You're 5'10". So I'm average. Like I'm an average you male. Are, you are. The average height of a male is 5'10". So if 10. anyone taller than me, I feel like would be tall for a woman. Okay. Is yeah. that fair? Because women aren't traditionally taller than men. Yeah. What I'm reading right here, it says 5'8 and above is considered just tall. Yeah. For look a, look for at a that. Woman. I kind of, I don't know if I Because 5'5 five five is considered to be average. Yeah. So there you go. And yes, 5'10 is the average height for a male. So yeah, you I'm, are. I know I'm average. Average just everything. Average old dick. Average all day, yeah, no. pretty much. No, no. Now, now you can reach me at. Side, <laughs> yeah, yeah, here's my phone number. Here's ladies. my uh, yeah, audience one at gmail.com. Average yeah. dick. So, um, <laughs> what do you find attractive though? What what uh, what height? Well, one thing I have recently discovered is I do like uh, smaller ladies. Yes, yes, I. I've recently realized just, that. Just discovered, man, five foot. And that's it wasn't about even right. it wasn't even pursued. It was just kind of like. Oh, I guess. Oh, great! Now I got have to deal with this. Ugh. I hate dealing with that because I always like to have an open mind mm. when it comes to people, especially females. Didn't know it was in you until you started dating a short chain. Go, huh, I like this. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, researching height, I ran across something that uh, was from 2007, and it was from two Harvard economists who were proposing to tax people based on their height. 
Uh, yeah, I know. It sounds absurd, and, and, and it mostly is tongue-in-cheek. I think everything that I read about it was very, very case study, I, mean, I, I academic. honestly feel sorry for tall people. Yeah? Or bigger people. I feel sorry for them. Yeah, because they don't fit into anything, man. I mean, like, like, and, oh, look, it's a cool sports car, and your head sticks out. Not even that. Like, your clothes. There's no way you can go to, like, any yeah. clothing store. Yeah. Well, then, they argued that... that um, Taller people generally make more money. The taller you are, oh, the more it. money you make. And so they're like, oh, this, this is an equitable, equitable way to, uh, to tax people. We'll just tax people based on height. And as a guy who's five foot eight, I'm all about that. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I mean, yeah. I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. Tall people. Sorry. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Tall. <laughs> one of my uh, growing up, that was one of my, uh, there's some picture. I wish I could find these pictures. You know those pictures you always have when you're like in second grade. But now you don't know where those pictures are. The the Olin Mills type picture or yeah, something well, where you're sitting like, in front of so, a backdrop of books, you know, yeah. and you have your hands appropriately placed. My best friend in elementary school in uh, Sugarland was uh, Austin, and he was mm-hmm. significantly taller than everybody. Okay. Like he was like I remember like in second grade he was I want to say almost five foot or something like that, like crazy. And we were best friends, so we were always pictures together, and I was always smaller. Yeah. And I, just the pictures of us together, we looked like brothers because we were both blonde hair. And I, everyone always said, like, someone got the better genes. And, like, it's, everywhere it's like we movie go. twins. Like, I remember we went to Six Flags, and there were some rides I couldn't ride on, but he could ride on all the rides. And I got so pissed. Oh, yeah. I was that, like, this is that BS. That happened to me a little bit as a kid, this too. Is BS. Yeah. So I know I used to do, I used to compete in, um, like, the school end of the year track and field like events we did at my school and one of the races was like you know uh water balloon toss three-legged race yeah. you know that kind of stuff when we're in elementary and they always say to pick someone in your same height for the three-legged race because your strides will be about the same well me and a buddy's name was aaron he was the tallest boy in class and i was the shortest boy in class we paired up and we destroyed it like we found out we were really good at it and we started doing this in like the third grade, and we destroyed it. The next year, let's do it again. Run it back. Fourth grade, destroyed. Run fifth, it back. Fifth grade, destroyed. So by the time we got to sixth grade, everybody knew, ain't nobody beating Aaron and Andrew in a three-legged race. And I'll never forget our sixth grade year. We got, I guess, a little bit lax on it, and we're destroying again as we normally would. And I guess our feet kind of just got off, and down I went. You know, boom, and he's still standing there. Of course, the rest of the field's catching up to us. So he and he's picks. like, no, we're not going to lose. And he literally just drug me across the finish line as I got my leg attached to his. And nice. I went across the finish line on my back. And then he tore your ACL. That was a great story. No, no, I didn't. I'm not, I don't have weak ligaments like you do. Oh, you just have weak hips. Be- <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't, I don't have this story up in the run sheet, but I want to, I want to, um, I want to cover it because I thought it was pretty interesting. And we've already done some visuals on this show, and I think this story is, is largely a visual in a way, at least the accompanying story is. But there is a, um, a 37-year-old man claiming to be a time traveler was arrested when he threw a brick through a home uh, of a window to save the occupants from a future event from occurring. So, okay, what's going on here? This seems kind of interesting. I love all these time traveler stories, which is, you know, you you see them from time to time, um, people claiming to be time travelers. Well, this one was pretty interesting. Well, on May 13th, Ocala police responded to a resident uh, in reference to a possible burglary. Upon arrival, the officer made contact with victims who owned the home. Um, They said that they told the officer that a crash woke them up and they heard their baby crying. When they went to check on their baby, they uh, observed that the bassinet was filled with stuffed animals, was on the ground, the window was smashed, there was a brick that was on the, on the floor. Um, they, they, they looked outside their window, and they could see that, that the gate was open. I mean, there's a lot of things that they could tell somebody was, was, was in and around the property. So when the police come in there, and they start searching the area, um, <laughs> they, find, um, they find somebody who lived in the, in the neighborhood. His name was Daniel Robert Dinkins. I love this. According to the reports, officers I mean, told Dinkins like they that. were in the neighborhood investing a burglary that occurred down the road. And it says, Dinkins spontaneously told the officers, quote, yeah, that may have been me. <laughs> he informed that the officers that he went swimming at the victim's home and he, quote, may have thrown a big brick through their window. <laughs> yeah, could have been me. But anyways, he went on to say that he was a time traveler and he needed to save the victims from an event that is going to occur in the near future. 
So, Dick, do you believe him? Is he indeed a time traveler? I hope so. You hope so? Because you want to believe this I is I mean, true? I literally am the X-Files. I want to believe kind of guy. Okay. Well, this is good. I figured you would like this because I figured with as many sci-fi movies as you've watched, time oh, travel yeah. had to have come up. So I want you to um, show the audience. There's a link in there. I got that it. I the 15 you. odd pictures yes. that could prove. So, okay, so I'll pull I, it up. I'll pull it up. Some of these are kind of dumb, but if you scroll down dumb. past, past oh, this that is stupid. one, the ones that the ones that I really like, because the typical ones are you see an old picture of someone, they're like, look, it's a cell phone, and the picture was taken in 1940, you know, and it's always grainy and you can't tell. But the ones I like are the celebrity lookalikes. Well, I mean, that does look a little like. No, a lot of these look a lot like them. And, and this one is of Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I'm showing that one right yeah, now. Yeah, and it just, it's its a striking resemblance. Um, again, there's a hipster traveling through time. You know, nothing big. But when you get down to the um, Matthew McConaughey lookalikes, pretty, pretty <laughs> interesting. I know this is this is probably more of a visual rather than a, 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 for our podcast listeners. But I think some of these yeah. pictures are so hilarious. But the one I wanted you to see was the um, the Peter Dinklage one. If you scroll down a little bit further, there was a painting from um, 1645 of a Spanish a Spanish painter, Diego Velazquez, pointed, uh, painted in 1645. Ooh. He looks just like Peter Dinklage. <laughs> it's a little too strange, and strange of a resemblance, it says here. Um, there he's also, he does appear to be a, a little person in this painting. So uh, there's also, what is it, Eddie Murphy, I think, yeah. is one in there. <laughs> <laughs> but these these historical pictures really do resemble people, uh, famous people now in the present. So I just thought I'd I'd point that out. So yeah, I mean, I, mm. you believe it's possible? I'm sure you've read books like I don't know, fan fiction or some crap you typically read, right? You're you're probably yeah, I'm watching. Into that, I'm into that smut. <laughs> yeah, I figured you'd be reading something where there's time travelers and this and that. No, I like uh, a good time traveler story. I, I like it. Yeah, I figured, man. Uh, as long as it's fun. That's all I care about. I don't like the, like, the, oh, we got to get on to the scientific notion of it. And, like, Pr Primer is a good movie. If you're no, no, no one's seen mm -mm. that, it has Primer. To, it's called Primer. It's like a low budget movie. That's a fun time travel, like Back to the Future. Fun time travel. Loved movie. that movie. They didn't really think too much about it. Took place on it. my birthday, by the way. One of the times they traveled back, you know, you're banging on a little machine. It yeah. was my birthday in 1985. Yeah. Oh. Pretty cool. Just saying. Cool. I was meant to be. In that movie, you did know that somebody else filmed that movie originally, right? I'm sure you've heard of this. Yeah, the actor, uh, yeah, gosh, what's what his name? The yeah, guy from Pulp Fiction. And yeah, I can't like think some of kind it. of wonderful. What's they, his name? Eric Stoltz. Yeah, Stoltz. And they actually filmed a good portion of I that think, first I, film. Yeah, I think it was like half of it. And, and was it Spielberg said, Yeah, this ain't working, man. And pulled him. That's got to be rough. And then, you know, coming in with Especially my, that far into it. Yeah. So yeah, they just knew it wasn't that's the business. And I've seen the, the uh, outtakes from it. It's just really weird to see the, the famous scenes that you identify with Michael J. Fox, and it's this different actor looking at Marty and his dad in the diner. Yeah, like, did, you know, so did you know if you watch those movies, you can see uh, Marty McFly shake a little bit? No, no. I just lied about that. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way, because I think he said he first noticed it yeah. in 1991. It was, it was way later. When he was filming Doc Hollywood, no. if I remember correctly, and those movies were made in the 80s. Well, the first one was 85, yeah. the next ones were 89 or 90. Time travel movies, man, they'd be good. They'd be good. Yeah, they'd be good. No, but it is It is always interesting to see those pictures of, you know, <laughs> people holding a cell phone supposedly in like 1850 or whatever. It's like, wait, wait a minute, that... What is that guy? See, you know what? It's funny. it's funny. We talk about time travel movies. I would love to get the audience's opinion on this. So Marvel movies are huge. Everyone's kind of seen them. And I watched recently with my nieces and nephews, we watched The Avengers. Yeah. And if it spoiler alert for the movies that was like one of the biggest movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Ten years. When did the Avengers Endgame come out? I don't even remember. A long time ago, I feel like. Well, I'm at the very end. Avengers at guy. the very end, uh, What's his name? Captain America is like, I'm mm -hmm. going to have to go back in time to drop this thing off. I'll be back. Again. Yeah, I'll be back. And well, it turns out he didn't come back. He stayed to be with his girlfriend, girlfriend in 1945 so or whatever. I, see, this, right. see, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, all right, so basically what this guy just did was he went in the past where his past self is still existing mm -hmm. and he's frozen in the water. So this lady thinks... He's frozen in the water, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, at the door is him. And so he had to, I guess he had to explain to her, like, oh, hey, that guy still exists. He's still in the water. 
right? He's going to be, he has to be there. But I'm here. Do you want to hook up? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I think I'm understanding. It was himself. It was himself. So it's not really cheating because. But it's like, but he's still there. Yeah. He's still frozen in ice. He's going to be there. And it's very important he stays it kinda, there. It kind of reminds me of the, the movie Multiplicity. But like, but but so <laughs> a little this, bit. This is what's weird to me about time travel movies because there's always those little introductions of things where, oh, if you step on a butterfly and that kind of thing. So in my mind, he goes back in time, tells this lady like they know they love each other. I get it, but he has to tell her that guy still has to be in the water. Mm-hmm. Like he can't leave because mm-hmm. that will screw up that everything on the future. I'll screw yeah, up. absolutely. And then it's It'll like, mess with the space and time then, continuum. And then he has to exist in her world. Mm-hmm. So either he's living in the basement the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Dancing, yeah, because there's, there's going to be two of them. For, dan- right. dan- dancing with her. Right. Right? Yes. And then it's like, go to the grocery store. Oh, they, they, that's Captain America. Right. That's why there's it's... Well, until he disappears, then they'll... Does he disappear? Because he shows up really old in the movie because he's like, oh, I, I finally got my dance or whatever. But right. I'm thinking to myself, I was like, come on. I don't understand this. I did. I mean, I know how silly time travel is. The movie's—it's a comic book movie. Who yeah, cares? Yeah, but it, it don't got, make sense. But it got me thinking about it. I was like, so is he trying to explain to this woman, like, hey, we can still hook up? Well, but this guy's so he's still in the water. And now, poor his poor girlfriend has to juggle between both of them, right, for like the next however long till yeah, they live. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, it's really not fair to. It's kind of a D movie. Uh, if you think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, because I get that there's that you know he should have been with his girl kind of thing, like, yeah. but they never had the right time or they never met up at the right time. But now it's the right time because he can time travel. But <laughs> yeah, anytime's the right time. <laughs> but again, it's just like it's just so funny to me that he has to live this underground life. I imagine Captain America like, oh, I got to wear my glasses and my coat wherever I go. <laughs> He can't. Waits, waits for his other self to leave the house so he can have so he can perform this, his walrus move on his wife. Well, no, no, because the guy's in water. You know what I'm talking about? Do you remember? I, I, no, man. Okay, so I, I, I understand and, the premise of what you're telling. Yeah, so in the original Captain America movie, yeah, he, I've, I have seen it. He yes, sacrifices just, himself, crashes the plane in the water, yep, yep, and he's frozen yep. for like 60 years. Sure, and they unfreeze him. And they yeah. unfreeze him. Yeah, yeah. So in this. Avengers movie, he goes back in time. Okay, so there's not two. I mean, there's two of them, but he's in the there, water. Well, he's in the water the, the whole time, and okay, he has yeah. to make sure he stays, stays in, the in the water. water. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of funny because he's like, I can't show my face to anybody. True. Okay, I can't go out. I was thinking it was more of a multiplicity thing. Oh no, two of him running no, around. No, no. Yeah, like, okay. and he literally can't tell. Like, I'm guessing she couldn't tell anybody. No, <laughs> three of them starts leaving with his wife. Well, no, no. He hasn't woke. She, <laughs> no, I know. She I dies know. like right when he wakes up. Because mm, no, she's so old. Yeah. So like that—that's where he always says, "Oh, we we always found each other at the wrong time." Yeah. Okay. Now I see. So, now I fully so understand. So it's very, what you're it's very yeah. well. Like he has to change his identity. But just basically. funny. It's like just thinking about that scenario where like your wife, your girlfriend can't tell anyone you have a girlfriend right. or boyfriend. He's got to stay in the house all times because if he goes out and gets discovered, they'll be like, "Oh, he really is alive." And then they've would he go and visit his own crash site? Just to I, I have down no there? idea. Am I still down that's there? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm still down there. It, it doesn't really I, that, that to me. I was like, oh, that that that's can of worms yeah, they just open that up for me yeah. and I'm, I'm just sitting here still thinking about it but uh time travel movies are fun like that so yeah they are. send us your favorite time travel movie that doesn't make sense like time cop man i what a great movie uh but again just have fun with it see that see that wasn't fun to me yeah because i always they made those little hints about him hooking up with the agent carter but then it's like the way they did it was just like i did it and like, well, wouldn't there be like a yeah, huge issue? Yeah, or there's, like, there's a lot of details you left out there. Because half the movie we're, sol- we're trying to solve those timeline issues, and you're just like, you freely go, well, we killed Thanos. I guess I can go back in time and just live there. Like, even after I, all that talk of like timelines and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah, screw it. <laughs> okay. It does kind of remind me the uh, the end of uh, Game of Thrones, where suddenly the, the ability to travel and all this detail that went in for seven Seven seasons of trying to get these clans together. They're just jetting back and forth, riding dragons, and all of a sudden time and space makes absolutely no sense to them. It's like, oh, it's of no concern. <laughs> these people spent their entire lives not knowing the other clans existed. Now all of a sudden they're just like, hey, I'm going to hop on an Uber and be back over on this side of yeah, Westeros, I remember, and I'll see you this afternoon. Yeah, I remember watching that show with a significant other, and I was like, around the time, I think it was like the fourth season, I was like, I've only there's only been like one winter. Right, but it's coming. But it well, that's, it's coming. Well, that's what I was like. I don't really get it because I feel like it would take forever to travel by foot with this army. Yeah, it, it and would. It's like no, there's only been one season of winter so far. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay. 
They sped everything up significantly. Uh, I mean, the dragons I to. get because they're flying. Right, sure. Well, they can cover some but space. But, like, they have all those soldiers that have to walk. <laughs> right. So I don't know. That's what. That's why I love Dune. Dune figured it out. It's like, oh, we got to get them across this planet. How do we do it? Worms. Yes. And it's soft. Yeah. They go right underneath the earth. Absolutely. All right, man. That's all I got for this week, Dick. It was fun. Glad I got to see you and glad yeah. we got to get the show in, even though I was traveling. Maybe things will start I'm to looking, settle down uh, here a little bit for me. You know, next week is the 4th of July, and I want to remind folks there's a lot of cool 4th of July stuff in Montgomery County. Check it out. Family-friendly. Fr- I think we're. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna convince you to go on Saturday with me to. The, they have like a. F- uh, f- what's it called? Freedom Bash or something like that. Anything with the word freedom in it, I gotta. I gotta check it out. Sure. And, yeah, Merca. And there's like water slides and there's dunking. When's the last time you threw a baseball at a dunking booth? Yeah, too long ago. Yeah, so the answer is too long. I ago. saw that. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. Don't forget, follow us on Facebook, Audience One with Richard and Andrew, or Andrew and Richard. And then also we have our podcast anywhere. Subscribe, like, YouTube, share, follow. Every like, Wednesday, share, follow. 10 a.m. We love articles, crazy articles from 4chan. <laughs> uh, Stay off of 4chan. Make, make sure to send Stay it off of 4chan. Audience of one show at gmail.com. That's audience of one show at gmail.com. Bye, Andrew. Bye, Dick.